Georgia lawyers Bob and Irreverent D talk law. Listen up for stories about how things really happen in our legal system. Who are these guys? Dwayne Singleton, Irreverent D, is a criminal defense attorney in the state of Georgia. Benjamin O. Benson, a.k.a. Bob, is a personal injury attorney in Atlanta. On today's episode, Bob drops a bomb. My name is not technically Bob. Then he gets snooty. We're here for the, uh, oh, God, wait. God, you're terrible. Oh, my gosh. Then he has to apologize. Uh, uh, like, now, sit back and take a listen as Bob and Irreverent D talk law. You want to take us in this time? Sure. We're here for the, uh, oh, God, Lee. You God, you're terrible. So oh, my easy. gosh. You like, you, you so feel, like, really, you, it is, once you have a script yeah. and you have to do it, like, uh, suddenly, you could be talking to people for days and days, and then all of a sudden the camera is on, and you have to say a specific thing, and you're like, right, uh, uh, like, uh, welcome to the Bob and Irreverent D podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today. That's Bob. I'm Irreverent D. Yes, and this is Brian Cunha. He is here with us from Slappy and Sad. Uh, not a joke. Real law firm. Real law firm. Seriously, I worked at yeah. Slappy and Sad for many years before I started my own practice. Love those people. Great people. Didn't a certain television personality used to talk about y'all? Man. Good Morning America, Jay Leno, Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy recently. Kimmel, right? Yeah, that was a more recent one. Yeah. 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 I think it's a Sad. great name for a law firm. It's memorable. Yeah. You know, been hurt real bad? Slappy and Sad. Oh, Slappy and, and Sad. Sad. There you go. Seriously. 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 Um, thank you for joining us. If you are looking for a criminal defense attorney and you're anywhere in the state of Georgia, particularly in the Atlanta uh, or South Atlanta area, you need to call Dwayne Singleton of the Dwayne Singleton Trial Group. Close enough. Right. Trial Lawyers Group. <laughs> there we go. Recently <laughs> rebranded. I don't have it quite fully committed to memory. And this is the easiest firm to remember, Bob Law. The Bob Law Firm. That's right. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, if you're hurting a wreck, he'll get you a big fat check. Oh, please hey. don't say that. What? What? Oh. what? No, we hate that kind of marketing. No? Okay. No. All right. If you want it, if you have been injured and you want to make sure that your case is handled the right way, you call me. My name is not technically Bob. You know, we, did, did I ever tell you the story about why we chose Bob Law Firm? The, the thing is that people can't spell my last name. Yeah. Like I've Sometimes had, I can't even pronounce it. I have the same problem. Yeah. Sometimes my dad doesn't even pronounce it right, <laughs> and it's his name. <laughs> so Everybody uh, in my office calls it different. Yeah, yeah. great. Benson, Benson, Brothers yeah, Ryan. Yeah. I go into court. The judge looks up and says, now calling the case of blah, 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 blah versus blah, 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 attorney. How do you say that? I'm like, Your Honor, I say it fast. Benson. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we chose Bob Loffer because Bob's just my initials, right? B-O-B. I love it. Yeah. And it looks on, great on hats. Looks great on hats. It looks great on all, all of our whatever our marketing and everything. But like also 
like once you hear it, it's like Slappy and Sad. Right. It's memorable. Once you hear it, you cannot unhear, unremember Bob Lawfer. That's mm-hmm. right. Anyways. All right. So today we're going to be uh, covering in the news, we're going to be covering an often overlooked subject matter, workers' compensation. And Brian is our, our resident expert on workers' compensation and all workers' compensation issues, including the most recent legislative package that was uh, enacted by the state legislature and signed, apparently, by the governor. Is that right? That's how it works. Pretty big changes, right? Right. Uh, Yeah, we've got some significant changes that uh, hopefully will help some folks in in Georgia workers' comp. We'll see. So, first of all... um, how exactly does the workers' compensation law get, like, put in place? Interesting. So just like any other law, right, the legislature's going to, somebody's going to introduce a bill, one of the legislators, and it gets passed. But before that, a lot of these legislators, are, they're not workers' comp experts. It's very rare that, I think there's one guy maybe that did workers' comp right. work. There's right, there's one guy. Um they were probably all business owners, so they're like, I, I hate having workers' time. Farmers, right. whoever, you know. <laughs> That's right. Um, That's right. Bankers. Yeah, exactly. So not workers' comp experts by any right. means. And so um, there's actually an advisory council, uh, which is composed of um, several different folks in the industry, kind of on both sides, right? There's uh, claimants' employee, uh, sorry, claimants' attorneys, which are the folks that represent the injured worker, right? There's okay. defense attorneys that represent the insurance companies. There's insurance company, you know, executives. There's adjusters. There's nurse case managers. There's doctors that are okay. all kind of picked and selected and put on this advisory committee, and they all get together and say, "Hey, hmm, there's this one law that we don't really like," and so they hash it out and they figure out, "Well, what, what do we need to do to make changes to it?" Right? It might be presented by one side or the other. There might be some opposition that usually is from one side or the other. Um, but the goal of that is to try to come up with some changes to the law because it's an ever-changing thing, as it needs to be, um, that they, they will basically present to the legislature in so, order for them to vote on and make those changes. So what you're saying is that the, the people on opposite sides from each other are sitting down and hammering out something that they can live with? That's basically it. And then telling the legislature, okay, we all have given this our blessing. Yeah, that's the goal of it. The goal of it? Yeah, it doesn't necessarily work that way every time, but that's the goal of it. So once again, the people are not voting, we're going to increase this or we're going to change this. This is where we're getting together as a committee, making a determination, proposing a bill. Everybody votes on it and passes it. Essentially. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, they are our elected officials, yeah. right? The um, so in particular, this legislative update, like, what's included in it? Um, well, there's an increase to the maximum compensation rate. What is uh, that? So that's you know, if you get hurt at work, they're supposed to pay you while you're out of work. They pay you two thirds of your average weekly wage. Okay. Okay. However, why only two thirds? Uh, I, I mean, if I was earning twelve hundred dollars a week, mm-hmm. shouldn't I get twelve hundred dollars a week? I think you should. But <laughs> you would, <laughs> but you don't because under the law you only get two thirds. I mean, what's the reasoning behind that? Well, you're not working, so you're not, you know, gaining money for your employer. You're not benefiting them, sure. But on top of that, you know, they don't take taxes out. Right, you're not paying taxes. You're not on paying it, right? taxes. That's yeah, kind okay. of the the goal of it. Now, 
that can be a problem because a lot of folks, you know, maybe fall under the tax brackets where they would actually be paying that extra one third towards taxes. But that's neither here nor there. I didn't think about that. Right, those oh, people yeah. are going to get that tax money back at the end of the year anyway. But they don't because they're but only they, getting their two thirds. Because they're only getting the workers' comp stuff. But what's interesting wow. about the two thirds is there's a maximum, okay, and there's a maximum in every state. So meaning, if you make you know a bunch of money, you're making ten thousand dollars a week. Two thirds of that would be. $6,666.67, depending on how you do your math, right? Right. But you're not getting that. The maximum that you're going to get is $800 a week. Wow. Right. And before this legislative update, it was even less than that. It was. It was $725 for a year. Okay. As of 2022, they increased it to $725. Before that, for a couple of years, it was $675. For a while, it was $575. I remember those times. They bump it up. You know, every few years, that's something that, uh, as a claimant's attorney, right, we push for it to be bumped up because we think it should be in line with essentially what people make, right? So most states, what they'll do is they'll base it on, well, here's the average income for anybody in the state. Right. right. And so let's cap it. We'll put the max comp rate at two thirds of that average income. Well, the Georgia now at 800 is not really based on anything. Oh, it's kind of just based on, well, we're going to increase it from where it was last time. <laughs> we're just going to give you a raise. Just a little bump. Just just, be, little... just because we're feeling generous. So, so if I'm a big, you know, manager at a big box store and I make, you know, $150,000 a year and one of the shelves falls over on me, mm-hmm. I don't get two-thirds of what I'm making. I just get 800 bucks. You get 800 bucks a week. And you're going to yeah. starve. And that was a raise from where they were at. Uh, yeah. Uh, where yeah. was it before? It was Seven, at 725 yeah, right. up until July 1st of this year. Now it's 800 So we're not really going to cover everything out there. No, at that point, you, you hope that you were living well below your means. And if you weren't, you're going to have some bills to catch up on. And I've always told, I always feel like really workers' comp is to protect the company. And not yeah. really to protect the individual. It's so that I can kill you, hurt you, maim you, mm-hmm. and I'm only responsible for paying you, you know, this little bitty portion yeah. of what it's worth. That's all we can get, right? You pay for the uh, the employee's medical bills, and you pay them that maximum of $800. It might be less than that, depending on what they were making. And that's it. They can't sue you for getting them hurt in a negligence so i'm tim tebow and i lose two fingers and i can't throw that football anymore 800 bucks hope you like your 800 bucks yeah all right on the flip side just to take the devil's advocate position which you love to do which i love to do (laughs) but on the flip side you don't have to prove that it was somebody's fault right fault is always a big part of when i'm handling a personal injury case like establishing liability is always is always a problem mm-hmm. but in a workers comp case like you don't have to prove it was somebody's fault yeah i mean and that's that's essentially what the trade-off is supposed to be right it's a no-fault system so you don't have to prove that you got hurt at work because your employer did something wrong right if you're lifting a box at work and you hurt your back nobody caused that it's not their fault but they still have to pay you the workers comp benefits so so now did they increase the death benefit as well uh, they increased the um, to something good like three, four, five million dollars. What a person's oh, def- life is actually worth. Not, yeah. So it's funny you say that. So they did increase the maximum amount that a surviving spouse can get. Okay. What you does s- that even mean? Hang on. All right. So we'll back up. Right. Okay. You're married. To, I am married to a wonderful woman, by the way. Yes. We're not going to use her as an example because I don't want to kill her in my house. Okay. Please don't. <laughs> um, but 
it, let's say your name Jim. is Jim. We'll call Jim. him Jim. Well, yeah, right, All Jim. Right. And Jim is married to Jane. Right? Okay. And Jim's at work and he gets killed in a workplace injury. Okay. Right? Jane is now entitled to workers' comp death benefits, which still follows that same two-thirds and the maximum of $800 a week. So she could be entitled to $800 a week, assuming he made more than 130% of that? Correct. So okay. she'll get that $800 a week. However, if she's the only dependent, there's no kids or the kids are adults, she's going to get a maximum of now $320,000 a year total. Not a year, ever. sorry. Ever. Whoa, ever. whoa, whoa, Okay. So Not three or four million. That'd be so lovely. if my company puts me up on a forklift and holds me up over the thing and I fall to my death, yeah. And then my and I'm 21 years old and got a wife and a baby Ooh, at home. Just a wife. Well, just the wife. Just mm-hmm. the wife. Yeah, just the wife. Um. All she gets is. Eight hundred dollars a week. Eight hundred dollars a week. That's it. Once it gets to three twenty. That's it. They're right. Cutting her off. That so I can't that do cover. I can't do the math in my head, but eight hundred dollars a week, uh, you know. It'd take quite a while to get to three hundred and twenty thousand dollars. It'd be mm-hmm. ten something years, right? So um, I haven't done the math on it either. I have no idea. <laughs> I think I think that's about right. Somewhere between ten and fifteen years. So mm-hmm. I mean, by then she ought to be able to find another bow, right? Good question, right? But what if this was the love of her life, a soulmate per se? Yeah. Okay, but Bob. say she's a say Jane is a practical woman, right? Jane, uh, uh, you know, she's got needs. Right. She needs we to all pay have bills. needs. That's she needs right. companionship. That's right. Um, so maybe she finds somebody, and we hope that she does. Uh, what happens then? Okay. They if cut she, her off. Well, they cut her off. Right. She gets re- remarried. Right. If she gets remarried, right. So, we, so we did. Can't she just live with her boyfriend then? Well, maybe, but maybe not. So, so they changed the statute, and what it used to say is that if you enter into a meretricious relationship. Shut your mouth. Meretricious? What does that even mean? It means you and your paramour are living together. As if you're married. As if you're married. So marriage-like. You're holding each other out as, you know, each other's paramour. Great word. Um, They changed the statute, which says that they can still, the insurance company can still stop Jane's benefits if she's in such a relationship. Uh, But they've got to prove it. They have to prove that she's... So are they putting, like private eyes on the ground to go look and check and they see. They do that, yeah. This they has do that. been known to happen. Yeah. And yeah. The, the purpose Dirty of... Dirty dogs. One of, the, one of the good things we hope about this change, and the change has only been enacted for a few weeks now, but one of the things we hope about this change that, that will help is, is to reduce that. Okay. Is to reduce the insurance company sending a private investigator to spy on the 75-year-old widow that's, you know, maybe shacking up with somebody. Okay, um, where Henry comes by and brings her honey once a week, and right. they hang out and talk about. It's going to have to be a lot of honey, I think, to make it a okay. meretricious relationship. <laughs> what was interesting about that, though, is is it used to be that on the front end, right, it didn't matter if you were in a meretricious relationship. So if Jim and Jane were not married, but living together, sharing okay. expenses, right, oh, um, as oh, if they I were see. married, right, okay. and, and Jim gets killed at work, Jane is out of luck. She and I've had nothing. people call about that before, and I was like, you weren't married. There's nothing. Sorry. Like, you know. Well, now, Jane has the opportunity with this change of the statute. She's at, got the opportunity to prove her dependency. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, yeah. that is good, interesting. a good one to know. It sounds to me like you're claimant's bar in the advisory committee was hard at work we, this year. We, we got something done. Now, does that cover same-sex marriages as well and same-sex relationships, or is that just... Great question. 
used to not. Okay. Right? Now it can, right? You, you just have to establish dependency. Okay. You don't have to establish dependency and that they were of the opposite sex. So not that they had to go get married officially, just that they were dependent. and mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, the statute before the change actually used to say, again, on the back end, Right after they've already established dependency, right? Right. That if Jane gets together with a person of the opposite sex in a meretricious relationship, well, then her benefits get cut off. So the question becomes: With that, is well, what if Jane is shacking up with Sally? Sally. Right. Right. So that's not constitutional. Right. Because same-sex marriage is legal. Legal. Right. Um, so I think that kind of prompted the change. I wasn't in the room when it happened, but I think that's kind of what prompted the change to the statute is, you know, the... the so each side wanted something each out of changing Each side wanted it. something, right? Because yeah. they didn't want to... Uh, the insurance companies, I assume, didn't want to uh, have a, a challenge in court on the constitutionality right. of that statute because, hey, they're going to have to keep paying Jane. But now a lot more people will be available for like a death benefit that wouldn't have before, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. So is the now from what I remember back in the days when I did workers comp almost exclusively was that like if you're a spouse, if you're actually married, there's like a presumption of dependency. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. And what they're changing now and but if you were not a spouse like you just did not right. get anything no matter what. And so they've kind of this new legislative update or this new legislation basically says, okay, if you're a spouse, you know, presumptively a uh, dependent, then you can get those survivor's benefits. Mm -hmm. If you're not a spouse, you could prove that you were a dependent. You so, got the chance at least. Yeah. Who's the okay. burden on to prove that? I think the burden would be on the dependent or the okay. person right. claiming dependency. Unless they're a spouse. To prove right. that. Unless right. they're a spouse. At there that are, point, yeah. it's a presumption. That's right. They're going to pay that person because yeah. they, they were legally married, right? Um, but, yeah, if it's just, you know, you're shacking up and, and your, your significant other passes away, whether it's same-sex relationship or not, you can go and try to establish your dependency. Show them your bills. Show them that you're both on the same, you know, lease right. or whatever it might be. Now, if you have a child with that person, that child is presumptively um, a, a dependent. Yeah. And so you could receive money for the child if you were the mother of the child. Mm -hmm. you you'd have to spend that money for the child, right? So yeah. you, you think you're going to see people going, well, I was really staying at the house with him, too. Wink, wink. <laughs> I Let's mean, work they, something out. <laughs> they might try, but you know, I think you're going to have. Uh, there's going to be a battle because like the it's proof not is really, in the pudding, right? right. You and have to prove it. You know, it's there's not been any. It's brand new, right? right. So there's Nobody not been knows. any kind of uh, uh, litigation on it yet. So we'll see what the judges think that uh, you need to have to prove it. So I'm a huge fan of jury trials, as everybody knows. I don't think there should be any other trials but jury trials. Man. Do you get a jury trial? Who makes that determination? There is no jury trial. In a workers' comp case. In a workers' comp case, there's no jury in workers' comp. So, so who's calling so those how shots? It, who's how does deciding it who's... There are some uh, uh, incredible uh, uh, expert workers' comp administrative law judges, um, and they're appointed. Uh, I think there's, I want to say 17 or 18 or 19. There's a bunch. There's sure. a bunch throughout the state. Um, and they, they all hear. very well pedigreed and very well learned. Absolutely. They're yes. all in the industry, right? They know what they're doing. And the, yeah. the thing about it is you get a judge, 
right? That's going to hear a custody case and a murder case and a divorce case and a personal injury case. Sometimes they know a lot about one area and nothing about right. anything else. Right. So, so the real benefit we have is our judges are workers' comp judges. They hear yeah. workers' comp cases and that's it. Yeah. Um, so and they you know. know about medical issues because they're reading medical yeah. reports pretty well all the time, right? Yeah, they see it day in day out that was my experience when I tried cases in workers comp was that the judges you know you may disagree with how they came down but you could never argue really that they weren't paying attention mm-hmm. because the the decisions that they write are so thorough they're so like well documented like you can't you can't say they weren't like paying attention yeah. you might you might disagree with their conclusions absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah but they get the facts they, they get understand the facts. what's going on yeah, for that's sure right. but yeah no juries um, which you know I know you love juries uh, I've never had it any other way, so I don't know. So you can't go in there and just piss off the judge and be like, I don't care, judge. The jury's going to make the determination. <laughs> yeah. You don't get that option. I, 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 you know, not that I wouldn't be otherwise, <laughs> right. but I, I try to be as nice to the judges as I can. I don't mean to get in trouble. I just do. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining us for uh, another episode. Um, hey, Brian, like if somebody gets injured at work, like how can they, um, how can they get in touch with you? Man, you can call me um, at Slappy and Sad. You can look us up online. We're uh, S L A P P E Y Slappy yeah. Slappy S L A P P E Y and we'll Sad. We'll have your links S-A-B-D. down below. Yeah, right. You can call me. Uh, the thing I love about Brian is he always talks to his clients. This is the way we the way we all are. The three of us, at least up up here, yeah. like we talk to our people. We take care of our people. Most so. important thing. Yep. Thanks for joining us. Make sure that you subscribe. Click on the the whatever that button icon is that means subscribe uh, so that you can make sure that every time we drop an episode, you're getting notified. Appreciate it. All right. All right. I didn't know that. I learned something. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time when Bob and Irreverent D talk law.